Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace. And I hope that you can do the same. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I want to go through the line and just wrap you with a huge hug because I know how hard it is when you love someone with an addiction and or have lost someone to addiction. It is devastating. And Although I'm out of it, I'm kind of through it. I no longer have that addicted loved one in my life. Uh, There are still moments that are hard. And I have to say that my scars are there and they're permanently there from what I went through. And that's my mission here is just to share my experience as well as how I, you know, I'm not sharing my wounds here. I'm sharing my scars and how I've gotten through to the other side. And we're all in different places. And I know when I was in the muck, I needed uh, support like this so wholeheartedly. And so I vouch that I am not going to put my struggle to waste and I am going to show up for you and support you in any way that I can. So I am here for you for this. And I was missing in action there for a little bit because I got in a car accident. And the last episode, I kind of explained what happened and why I was missing in action and not available in this group so much in the past couple of weeks. And it was because it shattered me. It was one of the scariest things that I've been through. My car is a complete write-off. And 
it amazes me that I just came out of it like luckily with just a broken fractured wrist and a broken nail. I the the paramedic and I were joking about my broken nail because at the time we didn't know my wrist was broken. And so it's like, wow, you were like wrapped in bubble wrap as you flipped and rolled and went end over end and got trapped in your car. So Needless to say, I wanted to do a few episodes on some of the things that I've been doing over the past couple of weeks just to help me with my shattered nerves. My nerves are shot. And after that accident, I was hyper vigilant. I even when I go in cars now, I'm just hypersensitive and aware and scared. And so I just wanted to share with you some of the things that I've been working on because let's face it, when you love someone with an addiction, you are on edge. You are hyper vigilant. You are, you know, you become a private investigator. I know I did. And so I just wanted to share this episode with you about my nerves being shot and yours might be too, and how we can navigate shattered nerves and how we can promote our own resilience and promote our well-being and how to work through it. So every now and then we are exposed to things that are so challenging, that are traumatic, that are scary, that are concerning, especially when we love someone with an addiction. And this can be really demanding on our lives. And we can be pulled in so many directions and or constantly absorbed with the concern of loving someone with an addiction or the concern of, are they okay? What are they doing? Where are they going? Are they going to relapse? All the questions that come up that it's not uncommon to encounter moments when you just simply feel as though your nerves are shot or your nerves are shattered. And so this expression, it kind of captures the sense of emotional distress. It captures the sense of anxiety. It captures that sense of overwhelm and overwhelming amount of stress, right? That can really engulf us during these times. And that's what was happening to me too. And I wanted to, I know that, okay, my nerves are shot. I need to work on this and I need to process this. And so I really just wanted to, in this episode to explore what it means to have shattered nerves and kind of the origins of this expression and then also effective ways to work with it, to work with shattered nerves and and the importance of calming and the importance of calming our nerves and the importance and some strategies to help downregulate our nervous system. So I hope this episode helps you. I hope that I can walk you through. If you have moments where you're you like, oh my gosh, like uh, my nerves are shot or you're on edge or you're feeling very nervous or you feel like your nerves are shattered, this episode is for you. So by understanding and applying these principles, you can really enhance your resilience, your emotional resilience, and your own well-being. I know these are all things that I have been doing over the past, and I'm still doing over the past couple of weeks. So the first thing is understanding shattered nerves. Like, what is it? Like when we say my nerves are shattered, right? What is it? It's just a way of describing a state where we feel extremely emotional extremely emotional or have emotional distress. It's just where we're feeling uh, that we're, our mental and emotional well-being is fragile. It's when we feel fragile and we're on the verge of falling apart. And we're just like, oh my gosh, like it's almost like when you feel like I just can't take anymore or oh my goodness, like you're, you're just feeling triggered. You're feeling sensitive. You're feeling, you know, 
various stressors and you feel like pressure. And so wherever it's coming from, whatever is causing this, it's just important to recognize that when you are feeling shattered nerves, right? That is a common expression. It is a common way to feel when you are in extreme emotional distress or when you're feeling emotional and mental well-being is fragile, when you're feeling fragile. So I know like on the verge of falling apart, it's like I, after the accident, I literally was shaking. It's like, I couldn't stop shaking. My nerve, my nerves were shot. Um, and so the origin of this expression is it's, it's, it likely originates from the idea that our nerves, they're closely linked to our emotional and our psychological well-being. And we can feel fragile and shattered under intense stress. We can feel that. So the underscore that for the need for self-care and support during these challenges time to help us restore this balance. So the expression really does come from this idea that our nerves are linked in like very closely with our emotions and our psychological well-being. And when we feel fragile, right, my nerves are shot, like uh, I'm on edge here or I'm my nerves are shattered. Um, and so we might be seeking or needing self-care, support, and balance to restore ourselves. So what we want to do is work with our shattered nerves, right? It makes sense that we have shattered nerves right now. It makes sense that we're, you know, for me, hypervigilant, or if, you know, you've like, for me, I experienced my addicted loved one when I thought he actually hung himself in the garage. And my nerves were literally shot after witnessing that. That is not something I wish on anyone. Turns out he wasn't successful and that's not what he was doing. However, I literally had the reaction as if I was finding him. Uh, anyway, so that my nerves were shot then. You might be going through so many different uh, concerns and worries and everything so that we want to recognize the important importance of working with shattered nerves. So the first thing we want to do is gain self-awareness, like recognize and acknowledge when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, my nerves are shattered. Like just even declaring it, it's like admitting to it. I said that like, oh my gosh, my nerves are shot. Like I need some down regulation. I need some management of this. I need to nurture myself in a loving way. Like what am I needing? What am I feeling? What am I wanting? That's the first step to addressing emotional distress effectively. That's the first step is just this self-awareness. So when you're going about your day or you're feeling like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on edge here. I really do feel like my nerves are shot. That's the first step. Another thing that we can do that's very effective is breathing exercises. So this is what I had to start doing, just lying in on my bed and just breathing deeply into my belly just so I could calm my nervous system. So I inhaled deeply for four counts. I held it for four counts. I exhale for four and then I hold. And I repeated this so many times to help reduce the anxiety and to restore calm back into my body because oh my gosh, I was in distress. And I still, so what I do is I actually, if I ever recall or bring up the, vi the visual of being in the accident, gripping the steering wheel, I engage in deep breathing while I'm thinking about that to help down regulate my nervous system so that I calm my nerves. 
So another thing is obviously mindfulness and meditation. So right now yoga is out for me because my wrist is broken and, but I can still practice mindfulness and meditation. And I've been doing this every morning and every night because it can help me to really stay present. It encourages being in the present moment and reducing mental chatter or reliving that accident over and over in my head. Or for you, it might just be like, instead of reliving some of the experience that has been stressful for you as well. And this can help us with our shattered nerves, right? So regular meditation enhances emotional resilience. Now I'm going to go through so many things that I've done in the next couple of episodes, but uh, another thing is I talked with my friends, I talked with my family, I talked with my boyfriend about this. And, and then as I was doing that, I was like doing things like havening, which is just like rubbing across your forehead and just rubbing down your arms. Like you're giving yourself a big hug and just almost like becoming your own best friend and just like soothing yourself while you are recalling some stressful, challenging events. And so seeking support is really important. Talking to a professional if you need it or a coach or a friend or anyone that feels comfortable or in our SYKM group, there's so many amazing positive people in there that are just there. And they're really, if you need support to vent or, you know, say anything, you will get some support there. So I really do encourage you to go there. So so what we want to do is recognize the importance of calming our nerves. And so shattered nerves can lead to lots of negative consequences. So if we just kept being on edge and having that feeling of nervousness, it can have a huge impact on our physical health. It can impair our decision-making. It can keep us in the stress response. It can, you know, for me, it's like, I almost didn't even want to drive after my accident. I was so scared and I needed to get a new car. And the man asked, do you want to test drive this car? I'm like, nope, I'm okay. Thanks. I just know I want it. And so by calming our nervous system, it's so important because it can help us with the overall quality of our life. It can help us with, so we're not over-exaggerating our hypervigilance. So we're not um, sitting in that stress response for long periods of time. So calming our nerves is crucial for maintaining our emotional well-being. Um, I don't know about you too, is that when you're on edge, it's like everything seems to be triggering and it's so hard. So so what we want to do is find as many ways as possible to calm our nerves. So how do we do that? There are so many ways and it's going to be individual to you. So I already started with a couple, which is obviously breathing, mindfulness, meditation. The first step is self-awareness. Those are like you know, you hear them all the time, but I cannot tell you, and I cannot emphasize the importance of starting with that is taking deep breaths, belly breaths, pretend you're smelling roses and flowers and exhaling or blowing out a candle that's far away, breathing and just becoming aware that, okay, my nerves are shot. First thing is self-awareness and then tapping into your breath, your breathing to downregulate your nervous system, maybe put on a guided meditation or meditation or just mindfulness becoming more into the present moment that it those like we cannot underestimate the power of those right 
So some of the things that you can do to calm your nerves are things like progressive muscle relaxation. So that's when you tense up certain areas and then release uh, the muscle group. So that'll help reduce tension and physical tension. That's just like a workout. Like when you go to the gym, you're contracting muscles and you relax them. That's progressive muscle relaxation. It's like when you tense up, I know when I was in the accident, I could feel I was bracing for impact when I saw the man about to pull out and I tensed my shoulders up to brace for impact. So that tension in my shoulders is like, okay, now just relax. And I can feel that when I tense up and then when I let it go, it's amazing how that release just feels so good. It helps to reduce that physical tension. Another thing that really helped me is I just had to keep visualizing calmness. I felt like there was a lot of chaos around me. And uh, so one thing that really helps to downregulate and calm our nerves is actually visualize things that are calm. For me, it's a beautiful, without any wind, it's just a calm lake. And it's looking up the lake with beautiful calmness or like a super calm day on the ocean or the sun setting with calm water. Um, perhaps it's peaceful music. Um, and, and just imagine scenarios that really do redirect your focus from, from stressors to places of calmness. So that could be like, maybe you're looking at a beautiful sunset. Maybe you're looking at the stars. Maybe you're visualizing just general calmness. Like what brings you calm? Is it being in a lush rainforest with beautiful, you know, lush green leaves? So practicing visualizing calmness things that are calm. Maybe you're watching a flame of a beautiful candle. So this, all this may sound absolutely crazy, but when you are on the edge and when you are, your nerves are shattered, this is what we need. And the other thing is, is speaking calm and gentle and surrounding yourself with gentleness. And that's what I needed to do for, I'd say a good week after my accident is just being in gentle environments. My house needed to be spotless and clean because it feels serene to me and just practicing calmness. So having calm people around you, having a calm environment, going to calm places and just maybe speaking softly, playing soft music, this idea of gentleness. I can't even emphasize that is exactly what we need when we are feeling like our nerves are shattered, like when we're feeling nervous and to limit stressors. And so I actually canceled, I can't, like, as you know, I wasn't doing the podcast. I canceled all my clients, all my, like everything. I, I obviously can't teach yoga, although yoga is calming, but just peace and calm surrounding yourself with that. Think about a spa. When you walk into the spa, they're playing soothing music. It's usually decorated in a calm, like, you know, Zen manner or a yoga studio. Putting yourself in gentle environments is so powerful. And I hope I'm making a case for it. And it just makes you feel calmness. And so now another thing that we can do, obviously, we're going to limit stressors as much as we can, especially when we love someone with an addiction. Sometimes we obviously don't have control over that. So we might limit our exposure to it. We might reduce the sources of that uh, exposure, um, maybe if possible, like remove ourselves from that scenario or that situation as often as we can, maybe going out for walks and gentle walks. Um, another thing that really helped me is 
I had to still go to the gym. They were all like, people were laughing at me because I'm running on the treadmill with a cast. And of course I couldn't do half of the workout, but whenever they were doing something with their both hands, I would just do some abs or visits or like something different. But I can't tell you how much this exercise helped because it released endorphins. It released dopamine. It made my feel good neurotransmitters increase. And so it improved my mood and it helped process stress, right? It helped reduce the feelings of stress. So whatever that means to you. So if it's a gentle, joyful walk or a powerful brisk walk, or maybe a run or any form of exercise can really help with when you feel like your nerves are shattered, it can help you with processing. And so those are the, all the things that really, really helped me uh, downregulate my nervous system. Downregulating your nervous system is simply referring to the process of reducing or calming the activity of your central nervous system. So it is basically, it involves including your brain and your spinal cord, your nervous system, as well as your peripheral nervous system. So it's the nervous system that sprawls out in a network to all your muscles and everything. And it goes throughout your whole entire body. So all we're doing is this regulation is so important because it can help us maintain balance through our whole entire body. So we can have appropriate responses to life and appropriately responses to stressors or stimuli in our environment. So down-regulating our nervous system, it really is a process of reducing or calming the activity of our central nervous system. And that's what you need when you feel like you're on edge or when your nerves are shattered and so, so, so powerful. So when your nervous system is in a heightened or overactive state, it can lead to lots of feelings of stress or anxiety or agitation. And so by down-regulating and using down-regulating techniques, it can counteract this heightened state. It can promote relaxation. It can promote a sense of calm. And um, so some, I'll just kind of motor through. I'm trying to think of all the things that I've been doing in the past little while. Of course, I already talked about deep breathing. Uh, just slow, deep breaths can activate that parasympathetic nervous system. And it helps to move us into that place of rest and digest and allowing us to be more in the present moment promotes relaxation and reduces stress. So breathing, I, I can't even emphasize it more. Like it sounds so crazy, but it's almost one of the top things we can do. Just slowing that breath down or just even engaging in deeper breathing is so important for our nervous system. I already talked about meditation and mindfulness and just being present, observing your thoughts without judgment. And um, I had a lot of mental chatter and I only gave myself permission if I started to replay the accident in my mind uh, or replay, like if you're replaying, I know when I was with my addicted loved one, I would replay like conversations I had and how annoying they were and that it didn't make sense. I was trying to prove myself and this and that ah, deep breath and bringing yourself into the moment through mindfulness through meditation through breathing can really reduce that mental chatter and that can really contribute to down regulating that nervous system um, also obviously, you know, body, body work. I am a big advocate. So I've already gone for a massage. Um, maybe you're, I've already done, I've done Reiki, uh, body treatments are so important when you're feeling on edge, when you're feeling 
like your nerves are shattered. Obviously yoga, if you can do it, um, and or Tai Chi, just practicing breath control, mindfulness and movement all together can promote relaxation and help to balance your nervous system. And another great one is visualizing those calm environments. I'd mentioned it earlier, like those peaceful scenes or scenarios. Um, right now, my boyfriend's father is actually in the hospital and he put a little picture of the view that he has when he's up at his lake house. And it's so pretty and beautiful. And what it does is it provides him a, 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 a beautiful memory where he can then just close his eyes and take himself there to that beautiful, visualizing that calm lake setting. And it, it transforms him and brings him there, right? And it shifts his focus away from the stress of what brought him into the hospital and it actually can promote relaxation. So guided imagery is so powerful. And even if you're looking at beautiful, serene photos and or and then visualizing yourself, you know, calm and in these peaceful scenes or scenarios, oh my gosh, so powerful. Um, another thing that I do, and I do this all the time, is aromatherapy. Now, I basically I'll like I'll draw a bath and I'll take essential oils and I'll drop it into the bath just while it's running. And it's amazing because the heat disperses that beautiful smell into the air. So when I walk into my bathroom and my bedroom that's attached to it, it's like it smells like a spa. It's amazing and beautiful. And I also have a diffuser here in my office and I just put a little bit of water, drop some essential oils, and then my whole office smells whatever smell I put in there, orange is uplifting. And you might want to try lavender for calming and soothing. And it's amazing. It's the power of that beautiful calming effect on the nervous system is so amazing. So I already talked about physical activity, music. Here's the other one. I literally, I have these booms and I put them all around my house and they all sync and all play soothing music, a slow paced music that can really reduce stress. Obviously, if you're looking for upbeat and like lifting yourself up, then you might be playing, you know, Latin lounge or something like that. But when you're feeling like your nerves are shattered, it is so essential to surround yourself with that calmness so calm music can really really help so I love relaxing Spanish guitar play mix on Spotify and that I just kind of put around the house and it just it fills the my ears and the house with just beauty uh, when you're driving in the car you could do the same thing you can mimic a spa in your washroom and just the power of music is so profound for reducing stress and promoting relaxation the other thing that I did is I, I've been taking my dogs, my dog for a lot of walks. So spending time out in nature, getting some fresh air, going to a park or a forest, they can have such a calming effect on your nervous system. I went for an hour hike with my friend the other day through the forest and it just felt so soothing and calming. Sometimes it's nice to go by yourself too, where you just don't have to talk and you can focus on breathing and just notice with all your senses, the surroundings. So, so, so good. So I already mentioned warm baths and warm showers. I'm all about warmth. Warmth is just like you're being wrapped in love. And so taking a warm bath or shower is so soothing. And I'll just stand there in the shower or I'll just like melt there in the bathtub with my arms sticking up in the air, obviously. And I've been putting a bag over my, my broken arm with a cast. 
And I'm not saying this for you to feel sorry for me, because I'm sure a lot of us have broken limbs and things like that. But I'm just, you know, get the visual, but it still feels so good to have that warmth. And, and it can actually signal to your nervous system to calm down that you're okay. It mimics safety or a safe return home. And another thing that I do, and I probably mentioned this in other podcasts is sometimes I'll throw my blanket in the dryer and I'll heat it up and it's a warm, fuzzy blanket. It's like a throw blanket and I'll wrap myself in the blanket and oh, it's so soothing And I can't even tell you, it usually puts me into a nice like nap and it just feels so, so, so good. Now, the next one is if you are a singer, you're you're probably already singing. And but surprisingly, when we hum or sing, it stimulates our vagus nerve, which helps with vagal tone. Now, that may all sound all crazy out there, but what it does is that by vocalizing and humming or singing, it can stimulate our vagus nerve, which is part and linked to our parasympathetic nervous system, and it actually can induce a state of relaxation. And so, you know, just go ahead and hum. Nobody's going to judge you and just, you know, sing along to your songs and and just really notice the calming effect that that has. So another thing that I I actually did with one of my colleagues is she walked me through, um, you can look it up, havening technique, which is what I was telling you about, just like almost like we naturally do it. You know, when you're stressed, you kind of rub your forehead. It's like rubbing from the center of your forehead down your temples or rubbing down your neck to your chest or crossing your arms over and reaching to your shoulders and rubbing down to your elbows and just stroking yourself and havening. It's like calming your nervous system, especially when you're thinking about the the challenge or the stress or in my case the accident or your addicted loved one if you're feeling stressed about it you can talk about it and then also calm your nervous system while you're doing that another thing is emotional freedom technique I am a huge fan of it um you there are so many YouTubes on it and basically you're gently tapping um, specific acupuncture points and uh, while simultaneously making statements and you're focusing on the emotional distress or the stressors that's going on in your life. I was in a pretty serious car accident. You just kind of repeat it. I was in a car accident. And then you, you kind of go through all those pressure points. And then it's amazing because it really does help it really for some reason it just you know it seems a little out there but after you go through it all it's amazing how it helps to downregulate that nervous system and it does work it works really really powerfully um but having said that it works for me so you want to incorporate these techniques into your daily routines or whenever you're feeling like you're you want to better manage your stress and anxiety or pressure and to promote a sense of calm and relaxation but you want to choose Uh, anything that really resonates with you, right? So it depends on your preferences. What's going to work for you personally? These are just things that I I do that have really worked for me and that I've been doing over the past little while because my nerves were shot. My I felt like my nerves were shattered. And so that's about it. I I wanted to leave you with one exercise that I kind of uh, really 
I used to do it, but then it, it became so second nature that I would just kind of rush through it. And then I started doing it again after my accident. And oh, it like, it definitely helped me. My mind was racing. And I was thinking a, a lot about the accident and kind of reliving it over and over again. And so I did this five, four, three, two, one mindfulness exercise. Now you can try it too. If you're feeling ever feeling like you just want to get out of your head and you want to just move to a place that's calmer, that feels more in the present moment, that's you're very mindful. Here's what you can do. So if this is a really good grounding technique that helps you become more aware of your immediate environment and it helps you to engage with all your senses, all that can help you reduce that feeling like you are, you're nerves are shot. So here we go. So the first thing you do is you just think of five things that you can see. So you go through all your senses. So we start with five. So five things that you can see, but don't, don't just go around and pick these five things. I would love for you to take your time to actually notice five things and then really take your time, but pay attention to each individual thing. So as you move from one, pay attention, notice the details of it. What color is it? What's going on with it? Like, is there light glimming off it? And then slowly take your time, move your awareness to something else that you see and then savor it. It's almost like really be there and notice all the details of it so powerful. And you'll notice that right away, it, it's so calming. It is so calming to just really see and take your time to see five things. So we're going to count down. So that's five things that you can see. Then we move into four things that are in your environment right now that you can touch. So four things, and then just really go through those four things really, really slow. Like I'm feeling right now the edge of my computer. It's soft and it, my finger moves really smooth on it. And there's a little tiny piece of dirt there and I'm just kind of brushing it off and then move on to another thing. So there's a pair of socks here. And so I just like, cause my dog loves socks and always brings me socks and so I think that's a golden retriever thing. I think that all golden retrievers love socks and they put them in their mouth. They, they bring them to you, they retrieve them to you. And so then you go back into like those four things. You take your time with four things that you're touching and then go through all the four and then go down to number three and then just pause and think and focus on three things that you can hear. So maybe you hear, if you're in your car, maybe you hear the wind on your vehicle. Maybe you hear, uh, you're listening to the podcast, so you're hearing my voice. Um, maybe you're hearing a buzzing sound if there's a fan on in your room. Like, so sit with it though, each one of those things instead of going fast and just sit with those, those three things. And then you probably guessed it, two things, we moved to two things that you can smell. So maybe it's freshly brewed coffee, or maybe for me, it's the essential oils that are, I put in the background and they're very, it's citrus. So it's very uplifting and I, I can still smell it in the air lingering. And so sitting with those and, and paying attention brings you into the moment. And then the last one, one thing that you can taste. So perhaps, you know, you still have gum in your mouth, or maybe you just took a sip of your favorite fruit drink, or, you know, you might have some sort of taste. So that's, uh, that's it. That's the five, four, three, two, one mindfulness exercise. So it's five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, three things you can hear, and two things that you can smell. 
and one thing that you can taste. So that's it, my friends. Amidst life challenges, aka loving someone with an addiction or losing someone to addiction, there are many times that we might feel this shattered nerve feel or like that our nerves are shot. And one of the best things we can do to take back our power and focus on ourselves is to work on managing it effectively. And that this becomes so crucial, right, for our emotional resilience and for our well-being. And we want to recognize the signs when we need to down-regulate our nervous system. And the first thing is awareness when we feel like, oh my gosh, my nerves are shot. Then that's when we need to move into action and really focus on ways that we can employ techniques or strategies such as deep breathing and all these things that I kind of talked about and find really what resonates with you so that we can regain that emotional balance so that we can help navigate ourselves through stressful times, right? With greater ease. So that's it. I hope you got a lot out of this. This is all about calming our nerves, especially in the face of loving someone with an addiction and knowing that this is a valuable skill and that it's not something that we want to overlook. They seem like all a whole bunch of things that we can do, but it is so powerful when we are feeling like our nerves are shot. We want to cultivate emotional resilience. We want to navigate those shattered nerves so that we can, we can promote more well-being. So that's it, my friends. I hope you got a lot out of this. I'm slowly working my way, bouncing back a little bit and uh, again, downregulating those nervous systems and all the messages. Oh my gosh, I got so much love in our SYKM group. I'm so grateful for all of you in there. And I'm just so proud of our group and how strong we are um, and how we are going through a really big challenge together. And remember, you are not alone. We are all here and we are all here to support each other. So sending loads of love and hugs. And if you haven't gotten the new book yet, Saving Me One Day at a Time, Finding Light Amidst the Shadows of Addiction, it's uh, 365 days of emotional support, of positive psychology support, of intentional behaviors of all of these things that we can do to focus on ourselves, not our addicted loved one. This is all about regaining our own strength, our own power and, and saving you literally saving me. That's why it's called saving me. And the reason I actually created it is because when you look at my main book, saving you is killing me, loving someone with an addiction. If you squint your eyes, you can see saving me because that's what it's really all about. It's all about focusing on you. There's so many resources that support the addicts, the addicted loved ones. And there's not a lot focused on supporting those that are surrounded by the chaos of addiction. And so that's why I created these, these books. And then this one is a, is a daily reader because, you know, sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes it's just getting through the day. And so I really love this book because it's so empowering. And, and I read this every single day. I, I wrote it and I'm reading it every single day. And it just helps me set my day up well. And it gives me the intention for the day. And it just helps me you know, set the intentions and feel really good as I move through my day. It's almost like a morning ritual for me. I wake up, I take a few deep breaths. I ask myself, what am I feeling, needing, wanting? And then I read the daily passage. And it's actually really wonderful because it does help guide your day in a really nice, positive way. So that's it, my friends. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I always say I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, but I'm glad we found each other. So sending hugs.
Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.